Today's Real Talk, Justin Kazepis. Here we talk about North Carolina real estate, business, and life. An adventure it is. A lot of change, a lot of good. Some people debate, but we enjoy all of it. And we enjoy the discussion. 844-STUDIO-4, if you've got a question, 844-STUDIO-4. That's what you can call right now if you want to be part of the conversation. We want you to engage. We want you to join in. We want to know what's on your mind. Are you going through a transaction right now? Do you have a realtor? And if they say realtor, you already need to fire them. It's realtor. If, the, if you've got a realtor representing you, maybe you've got something happening and you want to talk about it a little bit. I, you know, a lot of being a professional involves talking about your feelings and your emotions and everything else that goes along with it. And I've got a couple of professionals with me today. I'm joined by Josh Deering of the Deering Team, part of Surhant here in North Carolina. Joined by teammate today. Shana Harris is in here as well. How are you two doing today, Josh? We're, we're doing great. Yeah. We're doing amazing. Called an audible today and you said, <laughs> I'll be there. And then you brought a co-host too. And so now it's kind of like, wow, this team dynamic is very real. I pulled out the big guns, Justin. I, I, I'm, very, I'm a little ner- I'm, I'm acting proper right now. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm acting very proper right now. I am reserved. No, but what's going on in the market right now? Are, is it been a heavy you know, seller's market still right now? Are buyers coming back with a vengeance because of interest rates? What's going on? Yeah. I, well, to be honest, it's, I would say it's more of a buyer. Well, it's kind of 50-50, but it's starting to swing back a little bit more towards buyers. And I say that because inventory's tight and depending on where you are, buyers are being able to take advantage of that uh, cumulative days on market for these houses that are sitting longer than normal. So we're getting closing calls. We're um, we're able to have the seller potentially um, drop the price a good chunk. And with that closing cost, we're able to help these buyers buy down their rates. And I know we talked about that last time, but, you know, and I'm sure you're doing the same, um, 2-1 buy down. If you're, if you're not familiar, we're able to drop the points, you know, and, and get the rate down for these buyers. So, I mean, to me, I think it's starting to kind of swing back towards the buyer side. Now, last time you were in here with your lovely wife, yep. Charlene Deering, who yep. is actually working today. You get to have all yeah. the fun, and that's okay, because you brought somebody else with you, Shayna Harris. Right. Shayna, how did you meet these jokers, just out of curiosity? <laughs> um, I actually uh, met them um, out of our previous firm. Um, I was introduced because I was in the Lake Norman area, and they said, your energy has to match uh, Josh and meet them. And we met, and it just was a good fit. So are you from the Lake Norman area? Where are you from? I'm from Asheville originally. Oh, yeah. A yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Okay. ABL, stand up. Shout out to Tunnel Road, Papa's <laughs> oh, and Beer. Okay. Holler at it, right? See, look, this is a local show. Look, this is yes. all about locals. So, okay, do you live in Lake Norman then? Yes, I'm We're, in Huntersville. You're in Huntersville. Mm-hmm. What neighborhood are you in, if you don't mind me asking? Macaulay. Oh, Macaulay. Yes. Okay, yes. all right. So Macaulay, I, I went to Hopewell. Josh went to North. Bill went to uh, Hopewell as well. When? When, when did you move to Huntersville? 2020. 20, you, pandemic. Pandemic style move. Okay, you're yeah. married. Married. Kids. Three. Three kids. Yes. Boy, girl, what you got? Girl, boy, boy. Girl, boy, boy. Okay, girls holding down the fort. Okay, I can mm-hmm. get with that. I got a boy and a girl, myself, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so I know the life. Uh, what are you seeing then since 2020? You came in. Whoo, you yeah. came in at a hot time. Mm. 2020 to 2023. Biggest change in that three-year period you've seen? I mean, obviously, 2020 to 2022 was just, you know, crazy to the walls with uh, bid wars. Um, I think speaking and picking up what Josh said with the buyer's market right now, 
which I think is a huge advantage to buyers, is that the due diligence fee is not astronomical like it had to be back in the day to win these bid wars. And so then you get to leverage that of why a seller will want to do some repairs or give money off during the negotiation period versus, you know, oh, you put 50 grand down, walk, I'm going to still keep the house Mm -hmm. and I'll just get another offer versus, okay, there's only five grand down now and I don't want to go back on the market. I started packing. I will do these minor repairs or I will go ahead and drop it 10 grand because the appraisal or whatever. Um, So I think just the shift of inventory just always on and always bid wars to now interest rates went up, buyers are kind of slowed down, which means on the market longer. And then buyers are not having to put as much down up front. And I think that's a huge, huge advantage. Instead of like the dog, like who's overheated panting, everyone can kind of take a breath for a moment Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, let's be reasonable with some Mm -hmm. of this stuff. Josh, you guys have been building a team, you and Charlene here. Now that you're with Sirhan, um, and obviously you guys have teammates, Shana being one of them. What do you look for in team members when you're considering onboarding them to the Deering team? Oh, you know what? It's kind of a secret sauce that I have, that okay. Charlene and I. Yeah, so what we do is we kind of make our agents follow up with us. So I kind of put them off a little bit. I know that sounds, you know, like, what, what? why are you doing that? But I do that for a reason. There's a rhyme to the reason here. And I do that because I know if they follow up with me, they're going to follow up with their clients or clients that we're putting in front of them. So it's a follow-up process. Uh, for sure. That's a big thing we look for. Um, you know, Ryan always says, uh, follow up, follow back, follow through. So I don't know if you know that, but that's kind of us. Uh, I like that. I yeah, get on board with that. Something okay. that we live by, but yeah, um, I put them through the test and just make sure that if I kind of go stagnant, you know, off the radar a little bit that they're going to reach out to me. So Communication, we talked about last time, and numbers. Those are your two big things you like to focus on. Shana, for you, what drew you into wanting to be part of the Deering team? Um, At the time, honestly, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Um, Coming from Asheville, I was a top agent for eight years, being born and raised there. I got my license at 22. So I hit the ground running um, with, obviously, um, people my age who was first-time buyers. And I was in the restaurant business for seven years there. And my first two listings came from my regulars. I'd already built this business. um, And I just knew, obviously, I wanted a different scale of business. So coming here, I didn't know as many people. Um, I just knew my work ethic. I knew if you got me in front of people who needed to sell, I would would knock it down. I just needed the opportunity. And um, I just felt like Josh and I just have like this sister-brother energy. And like, we just match each other. And I just, I trusted what he said, like, hey, I'll get these leads and like, just trust that we've got the training and that there's things coming. And again, I had nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So when you started, did you start as a buyer's agent on a team? How did you start in Asheville? Like, or did you just come out by myself? I'm going to be an eight. I'm about to be the broker. Like what happened? (laughs) I was about to be Shayna Lachey, baby. Like I hit the ground running. I was fed to the wolves. Like I literally got my license and was fed to the wolves. There was no training. Our broker in charge had just left. I didn't have a broker in charge to go to. They had someone filling in as interim, but he was an agent. It was like really messy. And I love that. That puts pressure on me. I thrive under pressure. Um, and so, yeah, I was, it was just me. And then my last four years in Asheville, I did have a business partner, um, and, and we separated, but it was just her and I, like there was not like no team or whatever. Um, as far as like, you know, were you with one of the big firms or, or who were you with or an, a small independent agency? What was that like for you? Um, I was with two larger firms. I was with three firms in Asheville altogether. Um, the first firm was Colwell Banker. 
um, for a few years. And then I can kind of felt that it just wasn't the right fit anymore. Then I went to a boutique firm that was actually bought out by a Charlotte company. So it dissolved. And then we went to KW just because we could brand ourselves a little bit more there. Um, but then we drank the Kool-Aid and it was time to go. <laughs> so now that you're, you've been on board with the, with the Deering team for a little bit now, what would you say is one of the differences you see with, I love with, it, right? with Josh and Far away, as Justin, compared to other teams? The difference of what Josh and Charlene, their well, differences. Well, no, no, no. Team. I'm not trying to get you to compare Josh and Charlene. I, we can do that later. Just in their team, their style, the way they do business compared to other firms you've worked with. Um, so again, I've never been on a team per se. Um, so I don't have like a lot of background. What I do know is, you know, I came in at the start of their team. Like they, you know, I know they had the Remax thing. And so I was one of the newer agents with them. So I think being able to grow with them at the ground level um, and that we've grown personally, business-wise, all those levels is just because I got in early. So to me, I just think that was a beautiful thing, just, you know, alignment, you know. There you go. You're listening to today's Real Talk, WSIC 844-STUDIO-4. If you want to be part of the conversation, you're welcome to be. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out more about the market from Shana's perspective. Then I'm going to get the team lead's perspective here, too. What is happening in this market? Today's Real Talk, Justin Kazepis. Here we talk about North Carolina real estate, business, and life. 844-STUDIO-4. You want to join the conversation? Maybe you're tired of just seeing all the trucks and you want to ask questions. All the bulldozers, all the dirt getting moved, all the orange cones, which the orange cones haven't even started. We haven't started 73. We haven't really started Highway 150. We are not even close to thinking about Catawba Avenue yet. And everything else on the table. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's about, what, 100 projects in delay right now, give or take? DOT is backed up far as you can imagine. They, they've got some, some work to do, I would say. <laughs> and, and that's a big part of the conversation right now is development. And how much is too much? How fast is too fast? Have we reached a breaking point? Shana, from what you see, let's say compare Lake Norman, Charlotte to Asheville. Mm. Different markets, we understand that. But from a growth perspective, do you think that we have enough people living here? Do we have enough? I mean, it's, it's, but there's room for more. I mean, <laughs> there's so much land and there's so many areas that's not developed. And I know, you know, being a country girl, that's kind of, uh, you know, an error to somebody's heart. But at the same time, you know, times have changed. It's, that's the inevitable. Everything's going to change and people are starting to push out. Families are starting to inherit this land. It's time to sell. They make the money. So there's just more growth just going to happen naturally. But I, yeah, there's tons of people here, but there's still tons of room for growth. Do you and hubby and the kids like going out on the weekend and doing things? We love to get out. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite spot in Huntersville to go to? For the kids and us, just so it's family oriented, but still fun. Burkdale. Burkdale, Burkdale Village. Um, okay. Just because it's outside, I can have a beverage. We can sit on the patio of wherever, let the kids run. They have the Friday bands. Um, I just think it's convenient because we can also ride our bikes there. So, you know. When a buyer comes in here to this marketplace, and let's say it's the first time you're working with them, they're from a different area, they're coming here. What typically is the conversation that they have with you about the community that they know thus far? I think, you know, 
people have this idea when they come like, oh, I'm going to move to Charlotte. And then Charlotte has a bazillion zip codes and like all these pockets. So for me, it's like really honing in on what they're looking for, because what they think they're looking for when they come here kind of shifts once they get here, because everywhere's different. You know, Kannapolis is different from Huntersville. Then you've got Denver, you've got, you know, China Grove, you've got all these little pockets, Mooresville, and then you go to South End and you get all those pockets. So I think really just honing in what they're looking for and figuring out the lifestyle where are the greenways? Where are the lakes? Where are these things that they want to do with their fur babies or babies or whatever? And just really honing in on those pocket areas because not everything's uptown and not everybody wants to be uptown. So just, po- you know, find the pockets. What's better, Lake Norman or Lake Junaluska? Uh, That's easy. Uh, I mean, I have to say Lake Norman. I just wanted her to say it. That was all I really wanted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Say it. No, it's okay. It's I was okay. waiting. I'm like, Shana, if you do. Going down a flame. No, I'm just no. kidding. I'm, it's only because our signal's not you reaching our so. <laughs> Josh, okay, let's talk about some of the numbers, right. right? And if you go to WSICnews.com, right on the homepage, we've got the market reports, direct data directly from Canopy. You can get all the most local data, which is what you want. You don't want Zillow. You don't want Realtor.com. You want direct data mm. directly from the source, and you need a professional to help you interpret that data. Josh, what are you seeing in the marketplace as far as price? Is it just bottoms out? Prices are dropping left and right. No. The Fed is going to destroy the economy. What's up? No, I, d- I don't see prices dropping. Um, and, and I touched on it earlier. I think it depends on where you are. So funny enough, and this is my, from, well, numbers, but also my perspective of what I'm seeing. But the larger price points, I would say 700, maybe 800,000 and up, man, those are, those, those are holding strong. Um, some of these lower price points, you know, um, that's 700 and under, maybe 600,000 and under, that's been tough. Um, and I think maybe it's because interest rates have gone up for, for and that's completely changed um, what you can afford now. And maybe that's why, um, you know, things are dropping. And for some of these uh, people who are, coming from the north that are paying all cash, you know, they don't have to worry about those interest rates. So that's why those houses are moving. Um, I mean, heck, you can sell uh, a thousand square foot townhome, condo, whatever you want to call it in New York for $2 million or, or 10, depending on where you are, and come down here and buy something magnificent. So I think that's what we're seeing, you know, a lot of uh, people relocating mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. and that's why, um, you know, some of those price points are holding. The number one rule of real estate has been, and I think always will be location, location, location. Our area is speaking for itself right now as it relates to that. Most recent transaction you've seen at the table, buyer's interest rate, if they were getting a loan, what was the number? Seven... Two five north of seven. Yep, north of seven I with know. a loan. Do you recall if they were at least twenty percent down or not? <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, that's got to hurt a little and, bit. And if they're not, it's actually you know obviously it's going to be a little higher. Um, but yeah, I don't know what what's your what was yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a seven two five, and it was twenty percent down. Yeah, yeah. So we're right there. That changes almost like a perspective though of okay, if people are buying homes at seven percent, then what is the top? Like what? What is the top? Ooh, you're putting me on the spot, man. This is, you're the team lead. This is what I do. <sighs> well, really, Charlotte. Anyway, different cars. But I'm putting you. Know she's not here to take the, the hit. So the rate just went up not too long ago. Um, Twenty five bips. Yeah. Yeah. I like base. Look at this basis points. He's talking bips. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I think 
I, I here's what I think. It's probably going to go up. Um, do I think it will reach eight? I don't think so. I hope not. But at the same time, even though let's just say it did, I still say buyers are having so much more control now. So think about it this way. Get twenty, thirty thousand dollars off because the house is sitting on eighty days or more. Okay, so drop that even lower. Then you're getting, you know, seller paid credits. Like I said earlier, I mean, we're the last time I did a deal, I got twenty thousand dollars in seller credit. That's that's after we hit them with, you know, twenty thousand, maybe thirty thousand off the house. So, and then you got repairs and everything. I mean, so it's not so bad. You know, and it's relative. It's relative, exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing from the conversation with your folks? And, and obviously, there's financial professionals involved in the process. You want a really good lender. That's where, again, working with a professional that knows what they're doing so they can refer you to the right other professionals in the game, like lenders. What are you hearing from your lender contacts about buyers' qualifications of getting mm-hmm. a loan? Is that stopping deals from getting done? No. Um, no, not at all. I think what I'm hearing from lenders is they're just being a little more cautious, you know, as as they move forward and qualifying these buyers, um, making sure, you know, if things do change, they're gonna they're they're locking in this rate as soon as they can, mm-hmm. um, just to you know whether it go up or down, but ultimately, you know, we're trying to get the rate locked in. Obviously, if things go north, so um, I'm, that's what I'm seeing. You know, let's let's get all the paperwork over that's needed. Let's qualify these people as soon as possible. You never, you don't, no one has the crystal ball, so we don't know what's going to happen. But in case it does go up, let's lock them in. I think a, a, a just general principle you and I share is I don't get scared when the market goes down because that's when the opportunity yeah, really rises yeah. for a professional. In that. We both know that of the, let's call it 25,000 realtors in the Canopy kind of area, maybe 5% are going to make their dials on a daily basis, if that number. And so for you, when you hear these rhetoric and these conversations about, I just don't know if it's the right time, I don't think I can handle this pressure, how do you coach a client through that process and show them that, hey, everything's going to be okay? So I, what I like to do is just lay it all out there and show them, okay, what's your rate? What do you want to pay? Here's, here's what we're getting off the price. Um, you know, and just kind of give them that. We like to have it, uh, either we do a seller estimated net sheet. We do a buyer net sheet. You know, we, we show them here's your payments over the long haul. This is what we can get. Okay. Now we got some closing costs. Here's where we want to position this to help your rate come down. Now you're locked in, you know, at this rate. So we kind of show them that overall picture. And I think that gives them that breath of fresh air, knowing the unknown, which is, okay, what's the long term here that I'm paying? Mm -hmm. And expectation management, you know, just putting those expectations up front. So they, they're not so surprised when it's like looking at these properties, but they didn't include all these other fees right? and just giving them that, that security of expectations. Shana, do you prefer buyers or sellers in a transaction? Sellers. If I had to choose, um, 
I love my buyers. I love, love, love buyers. But if I had to choose, I love, I love the listings. And is it the listings because of you do most of the work up front and then once you get to listing, then you're kind of in negotiation and maintenance mode or is there, is there another reason why? Um, so when I first started, um, someone told me you can only drive one buyer around at a time, but you can have a hundred listings. And it's so true. Um, you know, being a working mother of three and having, you know, five buyers close out in one month, the month before that and the months prior, that was a lot of driving with five different, you know, buyers. Um, and so, yes, I will pull that off, but I can market from anywhere, but I can't drive my buyers if I'm out of town or, you know, out of, out of reach. So what would you say is your specialty in the transaction? Um, just overall, like negotiations is my favorite. Okay. Okay. I told you I brought out the big guns. Oh, Justin. my I'm the gosh. negotiator. Okay. Yeah. That's so what the lenders you know, call you, me. <laughs> you know what Charlene says, Justin? What? Charlene says that Shayna is a female version of Josh. Okay. <laughs> we are, we are, or I'm the yeah. male version of Shayna. We're I'm, one of which. We'll yeah. See. So that's why we connected so well. It's the thrill of the deal for mm -hmm. me, and I think it's the same for you. Mm -hmm. But I also know you're very passionate, and so am I. Mm -hmm. And, like, my my buyers and my sellers, and I know this is so cliche, but they're they're my family, man. They're, mm -hmm. I have relationships yes. with them that will last forever. Mm -hmm. You're listening to today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4, if you want to be part of the conversation. Radio fam, we're going to take a quick break, but digital fam, we are sticking with you. We're going to have some exclusive content going on. Uh, want to get a little uh, inside scoop. And so if you're wanting to check it out either on the social streams or WSICnews.com, you can watch the video. Also, we're in here making a fool of ourselves. That's okay. We can watch that too. Today's Real Talk, we're coming right back. Look, you're much prettier than me. So. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're still on video stream right now uh, with the social uh, family. So, okay, guys. Deering team, Sir Hant, Shayna. Give me the real scoop here. Look, I, I, these guys, I've been friends with them for a long time, so they'll just say anything, Like, and I try to ignore it. I try to get the realness out here. So What's now the like, real real? Well, that's what I want to know. So what is it really like working with Josh and Charlotte? Are they cool to work with, or is this guy a pain in the you-know-what to work with? Tell the truth. It's just no. me and you. Just ignore him. <laughs> No, it is, it has been, it's been such a blessing. I mean, honestly, my favorite, me and Josh, just once our energies get together, like literally it's, Ooh. it's just, it's just a good time, you know, and like light and airy and just like a brother sister vibe. I mean, literally we will start rhyming and I just, it's like some of the best moments just, and memories. It, we'll, I could have picture. We'll, we'll I mean, no, go ahead. Favorite nursery rhyme. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Now's your chance. Favorite nursery rhyme? Nursery yeah, let's rhyme. see you do it to, like, or what do y'all rhyme together? Like, like, do we, hey. like, who needs to do something here? Come on, figure this out. Shayna Lachey and Josh on the mic. <laughs> she kicked it Come to on, you. She, she kicked it to you she, like that. Oh, man, put me on the spot. Drop the ball. But, you Gosh. know, just like that, that family energy. And I think coming in early, being on the team at, at part of the ground level, not the ground, ground level of Remax when everyone was there, but really just watching it grow. Um, and trying to maintain that uh, intimate family and friend, I think that's that's been a beautiful part. Tell him you should tell him about um, your vision. Like I know you got to hear this when I mean, you when you one? met with John <laughs> Costello and you knew it was mm -hmm. you you s foresaw this mm -hmm. kind of unfolding. You got to tell that one little piece. I think it's awesome. Um, so I've had several visions well before that. That's how we got to to Charlotte, actually, during the pandemic. We just, I kept seeing Charlotte in a vision. 
started praying about it. Then my husband's job called and was like, boom, Charlotte's your next promotion. We get with the Lord right now. Okay, all right. Um, I didn't know we were going there. I didn't know we were getting in with the Lord today. Okay, Um, all right. So prayed about it. The house was chosen. Like like I saw the house. The digits added up to 45. Um, Huntersville was on an envelope with a black Sharpie with moving boxes. So we canceled all the South End Valentine area. Like we literally just came out of obedience. Um, And so when I first moved here, God had told me in Asheville, I heard it crystal clearly, like, take a break from real estate. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, so um, I didn't listen. And so I had some like dead end roads to these clients. But then I got here and I was like, all right, well, now he doesn't want me to do real estate. And uh, sure enough, he sent me um, two visions. Uh, One was a welcome sign and one was um, feet in the water. And so when I went to John Costello and met with him, um, I didn't see any of this. I literally walked in the door looking for John. And as soon as um, he was like, do you want to join? You can take the day to think about it. And my husband was like, don't be so spoiled from all the visions that you've seen moving here. Sometimes you just have to go with what feels right. And after being here and, and interviewing other firms, it just felt right. So I shook his hand. And literally when I shook his hand, I looked to the left and there was this poster there. He knows who it is. Oh, okay. simplified. Okay, the poster of mm. these legs yeah. in the ocean, yeah. literally just like I saw. And I had made a video on the way to the meeting. Mm-hmm. So I told John, I was like, oh, my. I said, John, I made the right decision. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, watch this video. And so he watches the video and it was like, hey, I'm on the way to this meeting. I saw a welcome sign in black and white and it had my name on it. And he said, pause, did you see the welcome sign? Mm. And I was like, no. So we go up to the front and there was the bulletin board, black and white, and it said, welcome to Costello, Shayna Harris. Oh my gosh. And then I press play again and it said, the other part of my vision was seeing these ankles in ocean water. And I was like, and there's, it's right there. And I was like, I know I made the right decision. Like I went with what felt right at the moment. And then it was like secured after I made that, that faith decision. Most people would just hope for that type of direct, <laughs> direct, uh, you know, action steps to take and direction given to them. Uh, so that's awesome that that you followed it too, because that mm-hmm. takes that also takes faith. Just even being willing to, it's one thing to hear it, and like mm-hmm. we can all question it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I think I just heard that. Did I just hear that? Yeah, I just heard that. Right. But then you actually followed up with it, and that's mm-hmm. part of the process. That's obviously getting into a completely different realm beyond yeah. real estate. But uh, excited you're here. Uh, I've met you before in the past. Obviously, we I, I don't get mm-hmm. to see you anymore at the law firm, but that's okay. We can we can all come kumbaya here, and that's okay, too. So we're going to rejoin with our radio fam. Thanks, Digital Fam, for that exclusive opportunity to hear from Shana and how she got here. Yeah. Today's Real Talk, Justin Kazepis. Here we talk about North Carolina, real estate, business, and life. Some people get too wild. Some people just get wilding and they don't stop wilding. And I'm with two people who get wilding and don't stop wilding. I thought it would stop with Josh, but then no, Shana comes in and is like, no, I'm just like Josh. I'm just like him. I'm just like him. This is exactly what it's like. And 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 so there's clearly a good team dynamic here. Do you guys have regular team meetings for your real estate team? Well, we did, but ever since we transitioned, that's kind of our focus was getting all my agents onboarded, you know, getting, you know, getting through all the red tape and the paperwork and all that. But um, as a matter of fact, we have a team meeting tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. It's the first, it's the first Sirhant team meeting. Um, but I think we're going to have to do it on the phone. So yes, our first, our first meeting is tomorrow. Are but you yes. going to open with a joke or what? Like, how are you going to open the meeting? Um. You know what, Justin? You never know with me what's that's gonna how true. it's gonna go. Yeah, that's true. You okay. know, whether it be a music, a joke, 
or something positive. It's that's how it goes with me. It's it's a gamble. With a seller and you're sitting down with numbers with them, what do you think is the most important number in the calculation? Ooh, with a seller and the numbers. I mean, let's be honest, it's what they net. You know, that's going to be the the price they can get for their home. I think that's the most important number. Um, but what do I think is the most important number? Yeah, yeah the price is, but I think <laughs> that due diligence to me is the most important number because you really want to lock in that buyer and you don't want them to go anywhere. Um, so negotiating that to give my, to, for, for me to know that my seller can have peace of mind and also me, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's mm-hmm. the number. I mean, pr- price is the easy one to say, but due diligence for me is the number. It shows kind of how committed a buyer exactly, is. Exactly, how committed. Shana, for you and thinking about buyers then, what from a buyer's perspective would you say is the most important number? Hmm. I mean, there's so many factors between their down payment, the purchase price, the due diligence. Um, you know, I always like to say once we sign that contract, that's that the deal's not done. Negotiations aren't over until that due diligence period. And so even though we sign here, I'm the negotiator. Let's sign here, you know, and, and again, with the market, we're able to get a little off pri- uh, off off asking price, but that we still have those weeks to negotiate. And so, you know, I always, I always want to get the best deal for that particular buyer. Some buyers aren't worried about due diligence fees or they have the cash in hand versus other buyers who, you know, the 20% down is all they have. So then they're scraping to get that due diligence. So it really depends, but I'm, the best deal is just, how far can I stretch and negotiate that particular agent and seller? And then I'm coming back uh, with leverage. <laughs> Just with the haymakers later, right? Mm. Just knock them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you guys have both emphasized the process of due diligence. And the, for those who don't know, due diligence here in North Carolina is when a buyer basically pays a seller for the time that property is under contract so they can then investigate the property. How many deals are following falling apart during the due mm. diligence period? On with us or just average in the market both with us justin i try very little i feel like mm-hmm. well one thing i like to do with other agents is i like to call them i like to develop this rapport and and know okay here's where i stand and here's where you stand and let's get on the same mm-hmm. page i think that's huge in mm-hmm. this market agents don't do that anymore mm-hmm. it's all about texting mm-hmm. and you can never pick up the vibe of the agent so i think a lot starts with so deals can stay together is you're working well with the other agent mm-hmm. i that's that's how i feel um and you know, obviously, they're going to work for their buyer. They're going to work for their seller, and they're going to represent them to the fullest. And I'm going to do the same. I don't like to get in the way of the deal. I think too many agents do that too. They scare a buyer, scare a seller when they don't need to. Um, but man, as far as falling apart, I think it's very little for us. Um, at least, you know, I know for me, and it's got to be for you. I mean, that's what we do is we keep deals together and keep them moving. Right. Ever. I mean, the seller obviously wants to sell. I mean, unless it's a rare situation where the agent wants to sell it more than the seller, and then you've already entered that that crazy realm. Um, but they want to sell, and the buyer wants it. So there's this middle ground. I think that I do the same thing. I always call the agent and have a conversation. What is it that your sellers need? Are they relocating? Do they want out? Do they need to stay? Is purchase price like their main thing? Or is like, you know, having a good family in here and giving them three weeks after closing to possess the house till their home gets built? I mean, there's so many other factors that goes into it just versus 
writing a contract and what's on paper and really having that conversation builds rapport and it's a, a, a respect, you know, yeah. it, and it really does help. It's helped yeah. every deal that I, I mean, I've always done that too. I just think it's a huge, a huge thing. Cause then you get to collaborate on a different level. I think, a, and, and not to keep going on this, but I think a good agent, which I've learned a very, and I feel like a very good agent. I don't want to say read the room, but when you're talking to an agent, I've very, I'm very good at, okay, I know the kind of agent I'm dealing with in the first 30 mm-hmm. seconds of a conversation. I know how, where I'm, how I need to, whether I need to stroke their ego a little bit. And mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, you got to say what you got to say, but, um, fluff, get the deal done, Josh, fluff <laughs> them up a little bit, sure. you know, mm-hmm. or just like understand, okay, what level they are without asking what level you are mm-hmm. and just figuring it out and helping them navigate because I've dealt with agents who are brand new, but I don't call them out for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we work together and get there. Mm-hmm. And I've I've dealt with agents who are like, you know, the agents, Justin, who are who want to tell you they're, uh, they've been in the business for 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's, aside from that, it's really getting that communication and setting the tone, I think. It's the energy. It's really getting that energy. It, I mean, even with a client, when you walk into a seller, right? And they're in it, like if you and Charlene go in together, somebody's energy is going to be picked up more and geared towards one of you more, like a natural, you know, um, just like when Roy and I go in there, my old business partner, you know, she was out of the Coast Guard. If you start talking about planes and serving, baby, she take the lead. So it's really like understanding the personalities that you're dealing with and how to best communicate towards them. And I think with Josh and I just being able to pick up and read energies and personalities, that is... That is a huge thing for our success of communication. Could you say for buyers in this marketplace in particular, whether a larger percentage either way are already existingly in this marketplace or moving from a separate market here? I'm dealing with tons of relocation right now. Me too. Um, tons. Me and th- too. so they're they're here, they're visiting, they're back, they're trying to figure out what pocket of Charlotte they want to be in. Um, but I'm dealing with so many relocations. And when we think about Charlotte, because Charlotte opens up a completely different dynamic. You guys have both talked about it. When someone thinks Charlotte, they you, you know, it used to be, okay, Charlotte. Let's just look at singularly, we're going to look at Charlotte. But now you've got, what, I mean, 20 neighborhoods, what we can call it, that probably are the most common, and it could probably make more, right? Mm-hmm. But let's realistically. So how does it progress when you meet somebody for the first time that says, hey, I want Charlotte? How do you evaluate their needs and the, their desires? Um, so like this morning, um, I was on the, the phone call with client moving from Texas, you know, where do you need to be close to something? That's always what, you know, because if you're working from remote, you can be wherever, but if you're needing to drive somewhere, I think having that distance, um, and then just, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Because every pocket and price point is different. And I, if they're, they're open to seeing everything, then great. That, that kind of gives a blank canvas. Um, but I think, is finding out what they also like to do outside of just, you know, just a house, right? Just living here. You, you can live anywhere, but what is it that you like to do? Do you want to be near Greenways? Do you want to be near, you know, Burkdale Villages where it's the the residential and the shoppings and the, and the brewery? Do you want to be near a lake? Do, you know, trying to figure out what they do outside of just being at home because that's going to make their life easier for that convenience of doing what it is that they love. When you speak with buyers or even sellers and what you guys are seeing for what they're doing for work, for their jobs currently, are you seeing a lot of remote workers like these people work from home a lot or are they 
commuting within town or adjacent towns to to get to work? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, but as of lately, more remote buyers for sure. So, you know, buyers who through the pandemic, whatever uh, company they were working with, they quickly figured out that they can work from home. And then I think I've read something the other day, like 60% of businesses who, you know, started working from home, there, there was a massive increase in production. And I think that's due, that's due to, you know, a good house, um, you know, just being relaxed and comfortable in your Mm -hmm. own environment. So, Remote, I think, as of lately, it's been huge. Mm-hmm. We're going to drill into a couple more uh, local facts when we come back. You're listening to today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4. Maybe you want to be part of the conversation. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you've got a horror story that you just can't get off your mind. We'll talk about that with you. We don't mind at all. You're listening to today's Real Talk. Coming right back. Y'all put me on the Today's Real Talk. Justin Kazeb is 844 Studio for hanging out with the wildest team in real estate you've ever met in your life. I can say that definitively because I'm getting to sit here with them. Josh Deering of the Deering team along with Shayna Harris, whose husband is also a broker. We go this entire show. <laughs> we go this entire show. And then like, oh, by the way, Shayna, what's your husband do? Oh, he's a broker with me on the team. And like, you guys just look at me like I'm like, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, I should have known that in some way, shape or form. Really? But, if you're listening, Roy, told, my bad, man. Roy, that's on me. That that's wasn't on me. a question. I, I, sh- just, I, I brought you up, Roy. I should have done more investigative journalism, and that's what we do here. That's the top-notch level we do here. So, Roy, I'm going to say sorry. Uh, but so what's it like then? Okay, you've worked with your wife for a while. Yes. You are now working with your husband. My wife is a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. We can work well in many areas of life together. Mm-hmm. Business really won't be one. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't want to. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what is this like now? Now we've got two, let's call it power couples working mm-hmm. together. What's that dynamic like? I mean, look, I love I love working with my wife. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. There's no question whatsoever. And you know, Justin, I know you went to school with Charlene. And I did. You love Charlene too. Not as much as me, but you, you love Definitely her. not, but that's okay. Um, Different kind of love. Honestly, man, we're best friends, mm-hmm. so we're going to have our differences, but, but I think that's what makes us so strong is where I'm weak, she's strong, and where mm-hmm. I'm strong, she's weak, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, we make up for each other's, um, you know, like, what what I want to say here. You're like yin and yang. Yeah, exactly. It's cliche to say, but mm-hmm. it's exactly right. Yeah. We're, uh, she's the yin to my yang. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Shane, is it the same for you and Roy then? Is are you guys opposites and that works well together or Yeah, um back, you know, I'm very extroverted. I love to be out. I love to network. I love to connect. That is that's what fuels a piece of my fire. Um and Roy can sometimes he loves to be out sometimes, but he can really be on that other end of the spectrum. And I think um, you know, just having the different personalities and different strengths, um, it is. It, it's he's my best friend. I wouldn't be here without him. Him pushing me to pass the real estate exam over 10 years ago and, you know, just always believing. Um, and now we just get to team everything together, which with three kids and running a business is huge. So, you know, if the kids are sick, okay, you've got it. And I'm, I'm, I'm manning the, the business versus him being tied behind a desk with corporate 
and just trying to to man it all myself um, before he got licensed. So just extremely grateful to be side by side uh, with someone, the, the person I trust the most out of the, anyone in the world. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not always going to be 100 every single day. And so if I'm 20% in an area, he's there to get that other 80 and just vice versa. If he's down in an area, whether, you know, whatever it is, then I can, I can be that other portion. So, so let's talk about adulting in the community. <laughs> where, where are some favorite spots you guys like to adult Ooh. in the community? Well, you know, I'm, Charlene and I are always out. We don't have kids, sure. so I get to go out pretty much whenever I want, when I want. But adulting, man, well, we're foodies. Mm. And Charlene and I, I think it's important to be out because mm-hmm. when you're working with, and I'm going to, weave this into real estate is people want to know what's good. Like they want to know, okay, what, where's a good restaurant? What's, what's happening? What's growing, what's coming up over here. And we're always in the know, always I'm in the know. And I think, um, when I want to be out doing something, it's usually, man, you're, I love the indoor skydiving. Okay. At, uh, at, at Concord. <laughs> Just cause. Yeah. Um, I fly. Okay. That's pretty, that's okay. pretty cool. That sounds cool. Um, and then, you know, some restaurants we love. We love Super Rica, you mm. know, in South End. We, man, I got a shout out to my hometown brother, Joe Kindred. Mm. Joe Kindred, um, Hello Sailor, mm-hmm. Milk Bread, mm-hmm. Kindred Restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm regulars at all those places. A lot of Davidson love going lot, on right now. A lot now. of, a lot Davidson, of Davidson, love. Davidson love. But but Hello Sailor's in Cornelius. So. That's true. You like yeah. Peninsula Prime, though, too. I do. P-Prime. Gracie, if you're listening, hey. my girl Gracie <laughs> behind the bar. She makes a killer martini. Justin. I know. I've, you, I saw it on the menu. Yes. I did not get it. I didn't because oh, I don't. Yes. I, 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 I don't drink coffee in Mar- – that doesn't mix for me very well or whatever was in it. I went to Peninsula <laughs> – or I went to um, Port City the other day. Mm. Wow, they've turned around, turned a leaf. The new chef, chef is from Ch- is, Chicago, is right? Crushing it, crushing oh. it right now. They had this bacon hanging from the wire that they just yes. torched right there yes. at the table. Phenomenal. Yeah, that guy wanted to order it twice. I read all about him. That, I'm, I'm almost positive. I know I, I hear I'm saying I read all about him, but I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure he's from like a. Michelin five star uh, from Chicago. He's the not guy, going back. I the, can tell you the that. Guy, the guy is <laughs> is crushing. But that menu's completely changed, and now it needed a change, man. And it's it's awesome. So when we think about our, let's say our local area, is there any kind of sector you think that's missing in the Lake Norman area? Oh man, I could go on for days. But go, go ahead. You, no, go ahead. Well, I think um, you know I'm a Lake Norman born and raised. If you didn't know that, so Charlene's from Cornelius. I'm from Huntersville. I'm from Huntersville, H Town. H Town. So to me, man, rooftop bar. You mm. know, Sounds but like, you know that's coming to Burkdale. Yeah, the Suffolk. Well, I want something on the water. Right, I know. You know, mm-hmm. or nice hotels, nice um I'm not saying some of these hotels aren't nice around here, but they're dated, Justin. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when, when people come to the lake, I want people to I want to recommend a hotel that's not in Davidson somewhere. Mm. Um I want it to be in Cornelius or in Huntersville and I just feel like we don't have anything like Charlotte has, you know, mm-hmm. and we should because Lake Norman is just as nice as Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a destination. It's now. A- right. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say Lincoln County, Denver area, ten years from now. What do you think, Shana? Oof. I mean, so many of my clients are already pushing out that way. Um, you're on the lake. You still got convenience. Um, 
I, I just see that just continuing to blow up. Um, yeah. What's the biggest thing, not sector-wise, but what's stopping our area from moving in a positive direction, if anything, right now? What's stopping? If, if something were to occur that would shift the trajectory in a negative way, what would that be? Ooh. Um, well, I think we've, not to get deep, but I think we've seen some cancer cluster scares. Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, we get... Um, a lot of people asking about that. Mm. Um, my there was dad, the eye cancer for a while. I remember that's that. That's right. The yeah. ocular melanoma yeah. that scared everybody. Yeah. Um, and is it still ongoing? Is that still settled? Not, it's not, not like it was okay. where it was like, so ocular melanoma is like the, the chance of getting that is literally, they say it's like winning the lottery. Mm. And so when you have, I don't know how many cases so far, but I think there was like 12 you know, over a year and a half, two years, which mm-hmm. is absolutely outrageous. So something was going on. That was scaring a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to overcome a lot of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, and then people are like, well, what about the lake and um, the coal ash with with Duke Power? My dad worked for Duke Power for almost 40 years, retired like five times, and they kept bringing him back. They love that man. Um, but don't? I swam in the lake. I mean, look at me, man. I'm... I'm swimming it all the time. Exactly. I got no problem with it. You know, and and so I think... I'll drink that water. Exactly. Well, I don't know if I'll drink it. (laughs) Lake water challenge. Is that what we go for there? Who can drink the most gallon? I think that's, you know, those those things is what keeps people kind of, uh, you know, they they just get so caught up in, in the news and... I think if they talk to local people like you, me, Shana, mm-hmm. you know, they would understand it's, it's, there's nothing to worry about. Do your buyers ever ask about the nuclear power plant? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you tell them? Um, well, I actually just tell them, to, I can't speak too much of it as far as, you know, legalities, but I do offer them websites because a lot of people are already near a plant and they just don't know it. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they come here like, oh, I'm going to be near a plant. And then, you know, they find out, oh my gosh, there's one four miles down the road. I just relocated and I've been living in South, because there's one yeah. near like, you know, South Charlotte, Fort, is it? I mean, obviously Fort Mill, but there's one over there in South Charlotte somewhere. Um, and someone didn't know they were there for two years renting and then they wanted to, wanted to be near the water and they come up here and I was like, well, there's one here. So I just, I like to give them, you know, websites for them to do their own research. But at the end of the day, you know, cancer has been something, a part of my life, uh, my, my family's life forever, even in Asheville. And I just feel like there's so many things in, in, in the world that can cause this, that if we start dialing in on one thing, then yeah. we're really losing the scope of the magical piece that's here in Cornelius and Huntersville. Just watch The Simpsons and you'll get all that you need. For education on <laughs> nuclear power plants, is that that's our standard that, now? That's just a for joke. that link. You can go to this website. No, I won't do that. So, in wrapping up, where we've got about a minute left, what do you guys think is the coolest part about living in this area? Oh man, I'll let you go first. The coolest part, um, you know, again, where we came from, and we were like twenty minutes away. We invested um, on the outskirts of Asheville for obviously investment purposes. It was a growing community, um, and now to be able to ride bikes to Burkdale Village, uh, have Target three minutes away. My daughter's a state champion in gymnastics, and mm. her gymnastics is five minutes away. I just love the convenience of the vibe that Cornelius and Hunter Huntersville offers. But then we're only like fifteen minutes from Uptown, so it's like catch an Uber 
or drive or whatever, and you're in uptown, but then you come here and you have so many amazing places too, and you don't even have, it's right out at your back door, you know? Yeah. There's so many things for me, but I would say ultimately, man, I'm a sports fan mm. and I love everything yes. that Charlotte's doing. So I think it's, it's the soccer team, MLS, mm-hmm. which blew my mind, by the way, I hate soccer and I'm, now I'm in love with it. Um, football, baseball, Panthers, all, of it. all great stuff. We got to go. Today's real talk. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.